Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. We are going to have a wonderful time today. Hallelujah. The Word of God is going to equip us. Hallelujah. It is only the truth that will make us free. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, when we hold to the old teaching, other teachings, that that may be a half-truth. Sometimes also it can limit us. But just open your heart to, to know each and every day. To say, you might have learned in the past about the believer's authority. Maybe you are holding on to certain teachings. You've got your own way of understanding it. But I will encourage you to just have a desire to know more. Just have a desire to know more. Because revelation is progressive. Hallelujah. I will tell you my own understanding of um, the believer's authority from last year and now is different. It's different. I research, I read books, I listen, read commentaries. You find out of all those things that you that I do, or you know, out of those materials that I go through, you read commentary, you read um, the Bible, the, you know, this big Bible that I, I study. There are some commentary there. I just compare the notes. There are linkings, um, Bible, Bible scriptures, linking putting the puzzle together, that helps me to put the puzzle together to get the understanding of what believers authority. Each time it keeps on piling, putting, you know, it's like brick after brick. Hallelujah. The revelation that I had last year is now different. It's been added onto. Hallelujah. So now teaching this subject, I've gone to another level of understanding. Hallelujah. I pray also as I speak to you today, your understanding also goes to another level. Hallelujah. I also encourage you also listen, even after the service, listen to Papa's teaching as well. Build your own understanding. I also listen to Papa even after the um, Sunday service. Build your own understanding. Hallelujah. Because once you know you are equipped with the knowledge, the devil cannot lie to you. The reason I mentioned last week, the reason why Eve was tempted, it's because the devil did not go to Adam. Because Eve was the second, was not, the message was not directed to Eve by God. It was directed to Adam. Because Eve came later. Hallelujah. So Eve had the second hand information from Adam. To say God said we should not eat. But she added other things to say we should not even touch God did not even say that, you know. So, try to get the understanding of the word of God. Know the truth. The enemy will not lie to you. He will not try to edit. Did God say you should not eat of it? You know, trying to manipulate. That's how it works. The enemy, he doesn't have the power. He is a spirit. He doesn't have the power to carry you from, uh, from condo. know, trying to, some, to talk to someone, you know, they are in a relationship, for example. You know, it doesn't have the power to take, to, to take you, to lift you and put you somewhere uh, in Urguru. To con- commit fornication and sin there. He doesn't have that power. But he uses what? Enticement. He uses it, you know, he tempts you. He has got his wiles. Hallelujah. His devices. He uses the same thing. From the time of Adam, the last of the flesh, last of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's no, there's no temptation that is outside these three. He uses these three things, tempting you. When you fall under the same temptation, you are the one who is going to get up, take the keys, drive, and go. Because you have heed to the enemy. Voice of the enemy. But if you 
put your foot down to say, no, I'm not going to do this. If you resist him, James chapter 4, verse number 7, he will flee for you, from you. Remember the Bible is also mentioned to say, when he was tempting Jesus, Jesus rejected him, resisted him. The Bible says he left him for a while. He will leave you. But if you heed, that means you have submitted to him. You have surrendered your authority to him. Romans chapter 6, verse 16, mentions to, the, he, to him he will give you, you know, if you surrender your authority, then you become a slave. From there you cannot rebuke him. You say, ah, you. You want to, I, th I thought we made a transaction here. <laughs> we, we made a, a, a deal. <laughs> you gave me this thing. I'm holding on to it. Use it against you. You accuse you before the Father. Spirit filled as you are. Born again as you are. Once you give him the authority, you surrender to him. He has the power now to, to make shame of you. Take the pains in public and whip you. Why? Because you agreed. That's how he, he works. Say, I will not heed to the voice and the lies of the enemy. The voice and lies of the enemy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Today I will speak about, uh, that is part two of the believer's authority. I will just entitle the message. Maybe I will just say, you shall speak to this mountain. Or I shall speak to, to this mountain. Or you can say, you shall say, I shall say to this mountain. It's all about the power of your words. God has given you the authority back through Jesus Christ. I just want to remind us last week I don't want anyone to get lost because we need to understand where this authority came from. How did this authority was lost in the Garden of Eden? How was this authority given back to us? Hallelujah. Where are we now? Do we have that authority? Do you have that authority? Can you cast out a demon? Can you speak to a, to a sickness and command it out? Or are you in a position where you expect to call upon God and cry to God and say, God, come and heal me? Is that the will of God? Is that the expectation? Is that how we pray? We are at another level. So in my introduction last week, right from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 verse number 28, I'm not, I'm not going to read that. The Bible says God blessed them. Remember the scriptures before, the Bible says, let us make men in our own image, in our own likeness, let them, meaning us, humanity, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every creeping thing. Verse number 28 says, God blessed them. Say, be fruitful and multiply. Fill up the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion. Rule over. Hallelujah. So authority and power was given to mankind. I'm talking about absolute authority. Not half authority, no half power. Everything to do with the affairs of this world. Affairs here on earth was given to humanity. You and me. So Adam had the power even to name animals. To say you, today you are now a lizard. And God did not even reject it. 
Whatever he called, it was, even up to today, it is. He was exercising his authority. He said, you, you are a hyena. You know, look at the snake. You, you are a snake. He named even every creeping things. The fish of the seas. Naming them. Even up to today. God was not involved in those things. So God did not want, you know, to interfere with affairs of this earth. He gave absolute authority to us, humanity. Hallelujah. In Psalms, I mentioned Psalms 115. 115 also mentions, it talks about to say this earth was given to humanity. Hallelujah. The heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth belongs to the Son of Man, children of man. Hallelujah. Was given to us. So God cannot come down, God as a spirit, to start interfering here. You know, starting creating things. New things. No. He will be actually violating his own word. But we know our God is his God's integrity. He watch over his word. He does not compromise his word. Once he speaks, that's it. He gives authority. He doesn't take it back. Hallelujah. I mentioned last week to say, you know, when we decided as young people we were going to give our pastor. When our pastor saying, I'm going to sell this car. We went like, ah, you know. It's like we had given with some conditions attached. But our God does not give with uh, strings attached. You know. He gives you authority. Then you can decide what to do with it. No strings attached. If you decide to hand over to the devil, that's your... That's it's up to you. If you decide to abuse it, that's up to you. But he has given you authority. Hallelujah. No strings attached. Is he fair? Let's talk to each other. Is that fair? That's good, right? Because if he had given half authority, each time you try to do this and then he will take it back from you, things will not work out. Things will not work out. But he gave us absolute authority. It was up to Adam now. The devil looked at... Remember the devil was created as an angel. Lucifer. And then the devil went like, hey, I'm so jealous of this kind of thing. You know, God has loved this man so much. He's loved so much. He's given too much power. He went like, what can I do now? He had no authority to take it back from you by force. But he had to find a way to entice you. Lie. He was successful. He got that authority from Adam. And then trouble started. Trouble started. Here on earth. Things went a different direction. God could not intervene and say and take by force from the devil the power and hand over to men. No, 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 no. No. Because God is a spirit. These affairs of this earth was given to someone with a body, with a flesh. Hallelujah. So God had to come up with a way because of his mercies. He had come up to a way to say, I will bring you money, a man again with a body. God had to put on flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. We had to die on the cross for him to take back the authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So can you see how power was flowing? Authority was flowing. How it was lost. So if you analyze very well what was happening in the Garden of Eden, you would discover that, you know, I've had arguments where some people say, ah, so that means God, who created the devil? So that means God. God did not create the devil. He created Lucifer, a beautiful angel, who was ministering even to, to, to God, ministering also to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. But the devil was, uh, you know, Lucifer was so jealous of these guys, Adam and Eve. 
when he wanted to have, you know, he wanted to exalt himself above God. So Adam and Eve surrendered authority to him. So in other words, they made Satan, they made him to have dominion. They made him the God of this world by surrendering authority. Remember the Bible says, don't you know that you are gods? Talking about us. Forget about the devil. So that was the initial plan of God before. We were the gods of this world, of this earth. Meaning to say, whatever you declare will come to pass. Having authority, speaking to things, putting orders by your word. Because the Bible says, where the word of a king is, there is authority, there is power. Hallelujah. But Adam and Eve decided to surrender authority and made Satan to be the God of this world. Themselves they became the slave to him. It's just a sad situation. From that time, the devil went on a rampage, destroying children of God, putting demons, diseases, sickness, poverty, everything. He was very strategic to say, in this family, we just make sure no one prospers, putting a case of poverty, lineage, and to this one, you make sure this one, ah, these ones will have disorder in them. They shall be addicted in so many things. Alcohol shall follow them from the generation. Maybe, you know, you know, there are some issues, problems that have run even from 500 generations. Following the same family, same pattern. That's how he works. Through familiar spirits. Familiar spirit, that means a certain problem is only familiar to this family. One family was talking about how they were dying. He was saying, one man was saying, ah, in the family, they, know they always die by suicide. He was mentioning the list. So shocking. Even the people were committing suicide. They did not know that some generation backwards there were some people who died the same way. Familiar spirits. Are you hearing me? So it is only men who chose to put the devil in the position of authority. By surrendering. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? They made Satan. Now, authority has been given back to us through Christ Jesus. The devil has not given up. He is still coming with the same schemes, same wiles, same plans. The last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. The pride of life. Same box, same toolbox. Carrying it, coming to you. Tempting you. Same way. So that you exchange. You exchange. Once you agree to that, you are done. That means he's what? He has become your master and you have become your slave. The time you try to rebuke him, your, your words have no power anymore. No authority. Empty. It becomes empty. Is it First John chapter 2 verse number 16? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the, of the world. We are living in the times where the children of God are also, you know, they just feel like they want to be part of the world. Conforming to the standard of the world. Even in terms of dressing. Even in terms of music. Where they copy things from the world. 
trying to bring it in church. So that the church is modified and conform to the standard of the world. Instead, we should be the light of the world. Shining out there. So that the world out there will copy things from the church. But now it's now becoming slowly other way around. Dressing anyhow. You know, skates are becoming shorter and shorter. Shorter and shorter. Vents are coming up even up to the neck. I don't know. Those are the things of the world. The pride of life. Because each person is trying to be unique. To say, ah, I'm the first one. They should see me like this. Hallelujah. That is the pride of life. Schemes of the devil. He uses our five senses. The last of the things that demand the demands of the flesh. Anything that tries to satisfy, you know, you know, that inner desire. That is the reason why you find people are still struggling with what addictions in church. Instead of you being filled with the Holy Spirit, you just need, you find yourself, okay, I need an extra. Maybe just a little bit of alcohol. You know, you just need a little bit of a smoke. You just need a little bit of this and that. You're trying to satisfy the flesh. That is the last of the flesh. It's that thing is attached to the devil. Once you heed to that thing, you are surrendering your authority to the devil. And then when you try to rebuke him to say, Satan, when he gives a sickness to you through those things, when you try to rebuke him and say, you sickness out of my body, your words are empty. No power. The devil said, whom are you rebuking? Whom are you rebuking? I'm your master. You, have, you don't respect your master, are you? I will increase the fire. <laughs> I will increase the fire. So th this is the reason why sometimes we you, you pray for the person. But if the person keeps on surrendering the authority to the devil, you might say the, power, the pastor has no power. You start blaming the pastor. You start blaming the, you know, the, the authority to say, no, 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 no. I think God, the, God's power is not working for me. He has given you enough authority. But you keep on sur surrendering to the devil. You keep on giving in. The last of the flesh. Satisfying the desires of the flesh. That's a big thing. You need to stand your ground. Reject the enemy. Submit to God. That's what the Bible says in the book of James chapter 4. Submit to God. And resist the devil. How do you resist? You don't resist, resist the devil by just saying, oh, God, the devil, leave me alone. No. Reject his ways. Reject his lies. His wiles. The lust of the flesh. Flee from it. The lust of the eyes. Flee from it. The pride of life. Flee from it. Don't conform to the standard of the world. Because once you conform, you have surrendered your authority. You have no power anymore. And the devil, he knows. You say, ah, this one. You know, you claim you are born again. Yes, you are born again. But, you know, once you surrender, you, you know, your authority, no power. The time you try to say, you demon, come out, come out. You know, you just say, ah, but <laughs> this one, what is this one saying? Just like the, children, the sons of Sceva. <laughs> you know, they were trying to operate with, the, you know, borrowed authority. Or they heard about that authority and they're trying to claim it. <laughs> you know, I will tell you a story about, uh, you know, storing authority. Sometimes it may appear to be like the real authority. There was a colleague of mine. He's a pastor. 
I used to work with him. That time we used to go to the neighboring countries, you know, people just buy some stuff and come and resell, you know, as a side hustle. Then him and his wife, they went with a truck to South Africa. They bought some stuff. On their way back now, it was now at night, in the middle of Norway, they saw, they were just passing uh, the border town, going to our city. And then they saw, you know, pol police putting on uniforms, you know, stopping them. They said, ah, no, this is a, these are police. So they slowed down, they stopped. But the moment they stopped, they looked at them. They were, yeah, it was a police uniform. But when they saw one of them was wearing thongs, ah, they went, ah, no, <laughs> this authority. <laughs> they went like, no, 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 no. We made a mistake. As they were trying to, ah, it was too late. It was too late. So it was a borrowed authority, but you know, the devil also, he, sometimes he will scan us. To say, you know, sometimes they, they might be shaken by the name of Jesus that you mentioned. But you go back to the database and say, ah, but this person yesterday, we were transacting very well. <laughs> what has happened now? <laughs> now he's trying to cast and say, no, 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 that is a borrowed authority, my friend. Sons of Skeva. One of them, they were, how many of them? Seven. One of them comes and, no, 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 no. I'm the campus leader of Pastor Skeva. You come out. He went like, ah, my brother. I don't know you. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? I'm the son of Skeva. <laughs> I manage a campus in, 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 in you know, in Bethlehem somewhere. You know, huh? Where? <laughs> you know, give us a few claps and then stripped naked. Others were waiting in the list. <laughs> <laughs> they could not run. They were bound by, by the spirit. Why? Because not that probably Skeva was not a man of God. But probably he had surrendered power and authority. Compromising. Those are the things that we are talking about. Because once you compromise, you are losing your authority. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? You are empowering the devil. Are you going to empower him anymore? Refuse. Stand your ground. Refuse. Are you hearing me? Say thank you Jesus. God gave us the authority. He doesn't want to interfere in the things of the world, in the things of the here on earth. It is only us who decide to give in. When we give in, we surrender authority. That's it. When things go wrong here on earth, it has nothing to do with God. And many people try to blame God for everything that is happening, upside down, the wars and everything. Those things are nothing to do with God. It is only mankind who are just giving in to the devil. To make him the master of this world. Making the God of this world by how we behave. Surrendering the authority. We are giving him too much power. He's being too much glorified. His mission is only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. People are crying to say, no, why God, all these things are happening. Why God not interfering? God says, I have given you enough authority already. You have the power. You have the authority. God says, I cannot take it back. If you decide to sell your authority to the devil, it's your own choice. Are you going to sell your authority to the devil? Keep on refusing. Stand your ground. Refuse to give in. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Someone may say, I was mentioned last week to say, Jesus himself said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore, preach the gospel 
Hallelujah. He's also giving us authority. In Luke chapter 10, where Minister Tan was mentioning, and Pastor Russia, he said, I give you, behold, I give you authority. See that I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. No power by whatsoever shall hurt you. Hallelujah. That statement on its own to say, behold, I give you authority. Then you hear someone making a prayer to say, Lord, please, uh, this thing is going to kill me. This thing is, uh, please come down, heal my son, heal me, what, what, what. That prayer is a, is a Sunday school prayer. Are you hearing me? It's okay at certain levels. But as you progress, as you grow in spirit, as you grow in the things of God, as you grow in the word of God, you begin to know to say that authority has been given unto me. All authority has been given to you by Jesus Christ. Therefore, you can do the things that Jesus was doing. Are you hearing me? You can say to this mountain, be moved and it shall move. You can say to this storm, peace be still. Hallelujah. Not God is going to say it for you. Not God is going to say to this mountain for you, but you. He said, you shall speak. Hallelujah. Say, I will speak. Hallelujah. I want us to, to read Mark chapter 11. Let's learn from that passage how Jesus was exercising his authority. How Jesus was demonstrating his authority. Hallelujah. You can also practice these things. When, Jesus, when God says, subdue the earth, he knew that these things were going to resist you somehow. Some of these things, they will resist you. But study the word of God more. Keep on exercising. Keep on speaking forth. Hallelujah. Let's start reading from verse, um, verse number 14. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Yes, keep on going. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, it is, it, it, is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When uh, when evening had come, he went out of the city. Go to verse number 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Powerful. Keep on reading. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Mm -hmm. Keep going. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he, has, he says will, will be done, he will, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Verse number 25. It's very important that we... And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Yes. You see, one of the things that we need to mark, verse number 25 is very, very important. Most of the time we talk about authority, we know, you know, saying to this mountain, and then we forget one principle. That verse is also part of that passage. Is part of the lesson. Hallelujah. Verse number 26. Because it talks about forgiveness. Hallelujah. The moment we do not... For, it's one of the tools that the devil uses. 
The moment you don't you hold anything against someone, you are heeding to the devil, to the demand of the devil. Because anger is one of the what? You know, one of the those things of uh, manifestation of the flesh. Are you hearing me? So the devil uses those things. So once you heed to anger, unforgiveness, those things are attached to the devil. You are already submitting to the will of the devil. When you try now to command a mountain, a mountain may not move. It will not move. Because it gets a demand. It's holding on to something. To say, I cannot move because you have, you have attached yourself to the devil in this area. That is the reason. Once you cut off that, that means you are now submitting to God. Now you regain your authority. No limitation at all. Now that's when you can say to this mountain, move and it shall move. Why? Because Christ Jesus is behind you. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So this is a powerful lesson that we are, we are learning here by Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus was hungry. He was looking for fruit from a fig tree. And there was none. And the Bible says in his response. Some versions they said and he answered. So in other ways there was a conversation between Jesus and the tree. The Bible also mentioned to say in that passage also. To say he was looking for fruit yet it was not the season. So in other ways the trees was just also responding to him to say. Don't you know it's not my season? And Jesus said to the tree, he answered back and said, no one shall eat of the fruit from you again. I believe Jesus did not raise up his voice. He just spoke calmly. No one shall eat of it from you again. Because the Bible says the disciples heard it. He was not even shouting. He just spoke a word. Exercising his authority. After some few days, they found the tree was drying up. And they said, Master, look. The tree that you cursed is, is dried up. I believe the word, you know, the drying started that same day. When the word was spoken. So sometimes don't worry about the situation, about what you see. Your duty is to sow a seed. Speak to the situation. Speak to the mountain. Even if the mountain appear on that same day to say it's not moving. In spirit already it is moving. I'm not talking about these, uh, you know, geographical mountains that we see just like a castle here to say move castle. No, these ones are part of nature. We, we, we're talking about spiritual mountains that affect you. It may be sickness. It may be poverty. It may be limitation. It may be anything that you know you don't want to see it. Command that mountain to move. Don't move by, by sight, but move by faith. Speak a word. Even if it's no, it appears not to be shaking. Know that your words carry power. Your word has gone out already. It's manifesting somewhere. It is moving somewhere. Because once you release a word, you know, there are some things that once you release, it's so hard to take them back. One of them is the word. Once you, re you release a word, whether it's through gossip, you gossip with someone, the word has come out. It is somewhere hanging. You have no power to go back and run after it. Even, after, even if you drive, you know, you fly a plane to go after that word, you cannot catch it. It's a matter of time. It will get into someone's ears. And it will come through the mouth of another. It will go back through another. It will come back to the person. <laughs> and then you see the anger now. You say this against me. They are gossiping me. You know, why? Because you have no control of the word once they are released. You cannot undo it. Just like those people sometimes have just read an email. You know, they send by mistake. Click send. After that, they just, ah, sorry, I withdraw that email. They try follow up with emails. You know, I, I try to withdraw that one. 
<laughs> I remember, I remember, I think there was a bit of a, a gossip, you know, at work. That was my former job somewhere. Someone applied for this position. Then they didn't want the person, no. So now the manager and the HR, they were talking. <laughs> you know, I know this person is like, no, 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 we cannot, you know. <laughs> and then the manager made a mistake and hits, you know, the last email with the chain. Send that email and then I think it copied everyone, <laughs> including the person. Ah! It was a disaster. They say, please, I recall, I try to, you know, follow up. I recall that <laughs> we already knew. Ah, so this is what is happening. Hey, you people are wicked. <laughs> so what I'm saying here, we need to be serious about our words. The words that we speak, they carry authority and power. Hallelujah. I think it's. When I was studying, you know, in Australia, it's Western countries, I think they don't take the words seriously. You ask, how are you? You know, someone says, ah, not too bad. Not too bad. In other words, someone, someone is, no, it's bad. But <laughs> it's just, you know, they don't put the thought to it. But, you know, they're just saying it. It's not just a say. Those things that will manifest. The situation around you. How is your day? Ah, not too bad. It will be bad. I tell you. But I like Africans. We understand words. Go to an African. When an African says, ah, when they are angry, you, you will see. <laughs> Don't take it lightly. I'm telling you. They even bite their finger. Yeah, you will see. Don't take it seriously. Especially Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, do you know how you, you guys express yourself? You don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, sometimes we watch these days, you don't know, you know. They know the power of the word. When that threat to say, ah, you will see, don't take it lightly. Otherwise, you will see something manifest. <laughs> You will see the manifestation of those words one day. Otherwise, the devil will just capture those words. Assign a demon to it. Go and make, the man, man, make it manifest in their life. <laughs> Refuse in Jesus' name. So the power of your word carries authority and power. Whether in the negative or positive. Both sides it works. Because God has given you the sword of the spirit, which is the word. The sword. You can abuse it, but don't use the sword to cut other people's fingers in church, you know, chopping people's head. No, that is abusing authority. I'm talking about, you know, sometimes people just say, no, this person has been doing this, they shall not prosper. You are, you are cursing a person. No, 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 it shall not doesn't we are not given the same spirit of um you know we don't have the spirit of the devil of destroying other people but speak let your word be seasoned with soil encourage hallelujah even in your anger yes people you know it's people push you to to a level step on your toes you know after they step on your toe they look into your face how you are going to react you know just be patient. Control yourself. Control yourself. That's one thing, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is patience, self-control. Hallelujah. You remember the sons of thunder? I'm not talking about David Tan, by the way. <laughs> we have our own son of thunder here. You know, the sons of thunder, is it James and John? Is it? Yeah, the sons of Zebedee. You know, they, they one time they will say to Jesus, no, 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 these people, they cannot treat us like this. We want to pass, but then, you know, let us call fire from heaven. You know, they were known for calling, you know, thunder. Thunder and fire from heaven. Then Jesus says, no, 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 no. That's not my spirit. You guys, no, calm down. Otherwise, they were going to do it like Elijah. <laughs> they were carrying the same power. They were going to burn everyone else. <laughs> 
Those things, they, they do happen. Hallelujah. So Jesus spoke to the fig tree. No one is going to eat the fruit from you again. Hallelujah. Don't put Jesus as, you know, as someone who was super, you know, super powerful. Or, you know, he gave powerful as he was. He gave that same authority, same power to you and me. Do you believe? Do you believe that you can speak to a situation and things will turn around? Hallelujah. You can say to this disease, I'm tired of this thing. Let this thing go. I was talking to one of my cousins. He's getting married. In, you know, he actually got married already. In Africa, getting married here in Australia is too easy. You don't have to, to pay. Zero, zero deposit, you can get a wife. We're not talking about zero deposit. You know, it's not cheap, you know, easy and quiet. You know, I know Sophie's surprised. He's trying to understand. In Africa, you, you, you don't just marry for free. You have to pay dollars. U.S. dollars. <laughs> they can say, oh, our daughter, we sent her to university. We did this for our daughter. We did this. And on, you know, um, therefore, what we want is 50,000 U.S. dollars for you, to, for our daughter to be released. You know, to come to your house. To be your wife. Same thing, same thing with PFG. In Africa, we don't have zero deposit, you. No, zero deposit, what for? <laughs> if you are a girl here, just tell yourself, I'm not, if you are a parent, I'm not going to release my daughter for zero deposit. <laughs> you are making them too cheap. Otherwise, the boy will just divorce them around, kick them around, do abuse, because they, they no value. No value is attached to it. <laughs> Zero deposit. <laughs> you know, so he, he, he's getting, he was getting married. So the young man, he works. He has got a full-time job. But now, the dates of marriage, they're coming closer. You know, he's trying to, you know, do some side hustles also to raise money. Otherwise, if you don't raise money, they will just, you know, the parents of the girl, they will just say, no, you are not serious. Go away. We, we, you know. So he knew what he wanted to raise. So he started uh, doing a project of raising chickens. You know, in Africa, you know, you can just do side hustle. You can raise your chickens about $200, 200 chickens, and then you sell them $7 each. You know that you are going to get about um, $1,400. US You know, gradually you do a number of cycles. You can easily raise about $10,000. <clears> You can negotiate with the parents and say, ah, look, I've got 10,000 here. So the other balance I can pay, you know, over, over 50 years. <laughs> it's allowed. It's allowed. Once you pay that deposit, that first commitment, you can negotiate with them over 50 years. Sometimes even the parents, they can die without even getting the full, you know. It's, it's, they will just say, at least we accept. Yeah, there's always that negotiation. But if you come with a zero deposit, they will not accept it. You know. So the young man started doing all those kind of, you know, hustling. You know, he said to me, he, 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 he was chatting to me, he says, I don't understand what's happening. These chicks that I'm putting here, each time they are dying, you know, I put 100, they are all dying. <laughs> then he says to me, I think... I think this girl that I want to marry, I think there's a spirit behind. <laughs> then, then he says, I'm under attack. Then I said, no, my brother, look. <laughs> you need to speak to those chicks one by one. <laughs> Pick them and they say, you, you are not going to die. You are going to grow and I will sell you at $7. <laughs> then you release it. Pick another one. Speak to them. To say, you are not going to die. Did you speak to them? He says, no, I did not speak to them. To him, it was sounding like crazy. <laughs> Speaking to the chicks. <laughs> it was sounding like crazy even to pray for chicks. But we have the authority. God is not going to come down and stop the chicks from dying. For you. 
He says, I've given you authority. They are dying in, <laughs> just in front of you. You have the authority. You have the power to stop it. But you just allow it. Even probably the, there was a demon probably that was signed even maybe not demon at all. Maybe they even maybe it was just you know things that would happen. Maybe there was a demon stepping on them at night. You know, you know, stepping on them, just holding by neck this one. It's not to do with the cheeks. It's, it's, the thing is fighting you so that you don't marry. <laughs> you remain poor. The thing is the spirit of poverty. You know, it doesn't want you to marry. Then I said, no, speak to those chicks. You are not going to die. You are going to grow. I will send you $7. Some of you will eat at your wedding. <laughs> to be eaten at my wedding. Praise God. Now he's married. <laughs> so you can exercise the same authority that you have. That God has given you. It doesn't matter whether it's a, it's a, it's a living thing or not a you know, non-living thing. Even on gadgets. Gadgets, your phone. Sometimes you try to switch off your phone, it's not working. You don't have enough money again to buy another new phone. You just say, this one. I command life. I'll use you until I decide to sell it. Yeah. Even to your car, you buy a car, you speak a word. Don't just jump in and start driving and say, oh, you know, it's good. No, speak a word. To say, you are not going to be involved in an accident. No weapon, no other car shall come by mistake. Whatever assigned by the devil or no devil shall come near my, my car. Speak a word. Until I decide to say, I, no, I was, I'm selling my car now. Yeah. Speak to your house. Speak to things. Hallelujah. Otherwise, those things, they are speaking back to you. Some of them, they are rejecting just like this tree here. The tree was actually opposing Jesus. To say, it's not my season for me to be giving you fruit. You will go hungry. Did you read the scripture? For it was not the season. So the tree was just holding its ground. It said, no, 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 I'm not going to give. If it means you dying of hunger, die. So the situation will speak to you. Diseases will speak to you. If you wonder why, you know, people, the time, the flu seasons, some people be rushing down and just get the flu shot and blah, 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 let's get this, you know, it's a flu season. You know, even other Christians, they'll be rushing, scared of, you know, the flu season. But if you hold your ground and say, ah, flu, wherever you are, <clears throat> to me, whether I take the vaccine or not, take the vaccine. It, let it be my choice. But as for me, I have Christ in me. Greater is Christ inside of me than this flu. It will not catch me. Once the, the virus comes near me, it will die. Speak a word. Don't just keep that word inside of you silently. God, the authority is not exercised through silence. You speak. TJ, you speak out the word. Let your mommy hear you in your bedroom speaking to yourself. Speaking to the walls. Have you heard him speak? Have you him speak? Yeah, that's good. If you have heard him speak. Yeah, that's good. Speak to the situations. Oppose them. Hallelujah. Otherwise, if you keep quiet, it's possible to die of a disease before your time. Born again as you are. Spirit filled as you are. And it's, yes, you will go to heaven. That's fine. But it's because you did not exercise your authority. You just allowed it. Uh, you accepted. You embraced it. You embraced the thing. Don't embrace it. It's not part of you. Reject it. Hallelujah. There is a song by... Um, is it uh, Michael Smith? God will make a way where it seems to be no way. <laughs> I know you're like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. I love, I love this song. You know, when I'm playing, it comforts me when I'm in a difficult situation, you know. It's a good, but somehow if you listen to the words, they're a bit of a half-truth. 
<laughs> it's, it sounds good, it's a, but it's a half truth. That, that, that's true. God is the one who opens the way. Where there's no way. Yes, yes, he can do that. But the ultimate power is in you. You can, where there's no way, you can speak a way. Not God speaking for you. You with your own mouth. This is not the first thing that happened. The Egyptians were being, you know, they were, you know, Egyptians were pursuing the children of Israel. They came to a point, you know, the, the Red Sea. They could not cross. They were coming in front. There is a sea. There was no way. And Moses started crying to God. And God says, Moses, Moses, why are you crying to me? Please give me Exodus chapter 14, verse number 15. Hallelujah. He said, Moses, why are you crying to me? Hallelujah. Ah. Why are you crying to me? Move, tell the children of Israel to move forward. What do you have in your hands? Stretch forth your hand. Hallelujah. What, what did God say? And the Lord said to Moses, why, are you, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Just keep that scripture there. How many of us, when we are in a situation, we always cry to God? God, do this. God, do this. God, the authority has been given to us already. Use your mouth. Use your weapon. The word that God has given you. We are even better than Moses. Don't you know that? Moses lived at a time before Christ. He was using what we call, you know, the, the, the rod. For us, where is our rod? Our mouth. What is our sword? Our mouth. Our authority is in the mouth. We speak. Hallelujah. Moses had to stretch. That's when Moses had to stretch. And then it opened up. Hallelujah. So God partners with us. You do your part. God empowers your word. Hallelujah. You speak forth, God empowers it. When Moses stretched forth his hand towards the sea. Hallelujah. The Bible says it parted, right? But something happened behind the scenes that we don't know. We happen to know it later. To say God had to part the, the sea using his, the, his, the breath of his nostrils. You know? Blowing just we went. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he wanted Moses to point first. And then God went. <laughs> parted. They crossed on a dry ground. Hallelujah. So God does, wants you to speak for, to, to, you, to your situation. Hallelujah. Once you speak to your situation. And then God will release a power. That will push. That word. Hallelujah. To come to pass. Hallelujah. But if you are quiet, how can that be? Don't cry to God. Speak to your mountains. You shall say to this mountain, be moved, and it shall move. Hallelujah. The disciples also, when Jesus was crossing, you know, when Jesus said, let us go forth to the other side of the, you know, the devil made the sea to rise against them. There was a storm. Hallelujah. They began to cry, to say, Master, don't you care that we are dying? False confession. Wrong confession. They were already confessing death. Speaking death. If Jesus had not intervened, they were going to die. Because they were speaking death. And Jesus said, where is your faith? Jesus went, why are you crying to me? Where is your faith? Jesus went like, peace be still. And they went like, what, what sort of a man is this? That even nature listens to him. You have the same power. He has given us the same power. You can silence the voice of the enemy. You can speak to nature. Hallelujah. And they can listen to you. Hallelujah. Those that are doing gardening at home. You can speak to your trees. You shall be fruitful. I will harvest from you. You know I was being troubled by those pests. You know I was just doing vegetation. Vegetables. Now you are entering that season again. 
Those worms, they eat like crazy. If you don't check your garden in two days, you find them, you know, they'll be, it'll be looking like a nest. Like, a, you know, a net of, uh, <laughs> for fishing. They eat from beneath. <clears throat> Very destructive. Some of them, they'll eat even from the inside. You see, the, you know, the, the, the crop just falling off. You wonder what's happening. It's, <laughs> that's the sweetest part. Oh my God. Always curse them. To say, the moment they taste, they shall die. <laughs> I think the last one, that uh, it's only that sometimes, you know, gardening is not, uh, you know, it's not an easy thing for me. I don't. <laughs> I like eating from the garden, but, you know, when it comes to doing the labor of it, ah. <laughs> but if I plant, I know something will always come up. The kale that I planted, it was doing very well. We harvested, we harvested quite a lot, you know, for some time. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying is, speak to, whether you are keeping chickens, you know, for, here, you know, we don't keep chickens for their face. <laughs> you buy from coals. <laughs> but even for those ones from coals, someone's running a business. They were alive before they were killed. So, you know, they are not made like that. You know, so if you are, if you are running a project, whether keeping chickens, whether you are doing whatever, speak to those things. You know, speak to those things. Be prophetic. Hallelujah. I was telling my wife to say, sometimes even when you are doing your chores, cleaning here, and you are sweeping the house, you, know, you can also be prophetic. As I'm sweeping my house, Lord, clean my house, also clean my, my family, cleanse everything, let everything about me be clean. You know, you know, cleanse it, cleanse it, everything is, you are cleaning your house. It's a, it's a prophetic action that you are doing. In the spirit, it will manifest. As I clean my house, I'm cleaning the mess in, in, in the life of my children, no weapon. You know, you are, you, you know the, the life of my children shall be pure, you know, as you are clean. Prophetically, you are speaking forth, hallelujah. You don't wait until the time of prayer when you get into your clo own closet and then you start uh, firing prayer. Yes, it's good. But let it be a habit. Train your, yourself. Exercising the authority. Hallelujah. Exercising your authority. Speak to anything. The gadgets I mentioned. to say Gadgets whatsoever. Exercise your authority. Hallelujah. In your studies. Exercise your authority. You say it's for me. I'm not going to struggle. I will pass. I'm, going not to I'm not going to repeat any unit. I will succeed. I am the head. I will have distinctions. Speak forth. Hallelujah. I know religious people will tell you you have to cry to God. Say, oh God, I'm nothing. I'm like a cockroach. Uh, that's not humility. That's not humility at all. Because they're thinking hard. They've got this mindset of, say, if I say that before God, I know I'm nothing. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, a cockroach. I'm like a cockroach before you. I'm like a grasshopper before you. I'm not just nothing. That's not humility. To, to them, people are religious. They think that's humility. To say, I'm humble before God. <laughs> you have never seen. But have you heard that, those kind of people? They are so religious, they know I'm just nothing before you. That kind of prayer upset Jesus. I'm telling you, that, that it's actually a betrayal of the cross. Because what he went through the cross, he was just doing for you to give you authority and power. Then now he has surrendered authority to you. Then you have now have the power. And then you go back to God and say, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm just a, you know, you know, I'm like a grasshopper. It's an insult to Jesus. It's an insult to what he did on the cross for you and me. But what is pleasing to, to Jesus is when you walk boldly. Boldly and face the enemy to say, you devil, that's the end of your day today. You cannot touch my children. You cannot touch my life. You cannot touch my career. I command you and I bind you. Where you are using your own authority, you, where you are exercising your own authority as a child of God, Knowing your position, you are saying to the devil, 
I bind you. Not Jesus is binding it for me, for you. But you exercising your authority, you are speaking to this situation. Hallelujah. That is pleasing to Jesus. And Jesus will be just going, yes, it is working. You remember the scripture that we're reading? Luke chapter 10, verse number from 17 to 19. Hallelujah. The 70, when they returned with a good report, they reported to Jesus to say, Master, even demons are subject to us. The things pleased Jesus. Hallelujah. It pleased Jesus. He was pleased in his spirit. That's when he prayed to say, thank you, Father. You have hidden these things from the prudent and the wise. But you have revealed them to, your, to the sons of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so these are the things that pleases God. When, when you are exercising your authority. Hallelujah. When you are beginning to do exactly what, what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Instead of crying to him always. God, Jesus, oh my God, yeah, yeah, the devil is too much for me. He's powerful. Oh my God, the devil. No, it's not, the devil is paralyzed already. It's not a factor. Not a factor at all. Don't exalt the devil. Don't give him too much power. Don't give him attention at all. He's not a factor. Paralyzed, defeated already. Are you hearing me? So we need to change our way of speaking. Don't blame the devil. Oh, the devil. You know, these days the devil is bashing me. My, my God. What my, the, the, the. No, 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 no. Don't allow him. Don't allow him. Resist him and he will flee from you. He will flee. He has no power. Are you hearing me? My God. You know, Proverbs 18 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. And from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So in other words, there is a choice. Where there's life and death situation, people sometimes they choose death. And they start speaking death. But as for me, I choose life today. Bible says, behold, I've said before you life and death. Choose life. He's even helping you. Say, choose life. David says, I will not die, but I will live. Don't think that in that situation, everything was, around, was good around him. No. Death was facing him. There was no hope. But he started speaking hope to say, I will not die. I will live. Hallelujah. Even at the point of death, refuse to speak death. Refuse to give up. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.